say, this is God's word. Come on, say it with conviction. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we indeed thank you for the opportunity to come and worship you in spirit and in truth. We're so thankful to have the ability to worship in a free manner in this country. And so, Lord, I pray today that as you use me to speak the oracles of God into the lives of those that are here and even those who are listening through our podcast, and I pray that the Spirit of the living God will reach down deep inside every person's heart And communicate exactly what he wants them to hear. And I thank you that the message is going to change our lives. And take us from faith to faith. And from glory to glory. And it's in Jesus name I pray. And everybody say. Amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. If you're visiting us, we're currently in a series entitled, I Love Me. Now, one more time, just look at your neighbor and say, I love me. Amen. And believe it or not, it is God's will that we should love ourselves. And it has been proven in Scripture. And as you follow us through the series, you'll see that it is beneficial not only to the kingdom But it's beneficial to ourselves that we love us so that we can love others. And the goal of today's message is to help us identify the new us so that we can love the real us. Everybody say the new us so that we can love the real us. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to write down today's topic, which is loving the new me. Loving the new me. And if you have your Bibles, please turn to Mark chapter 12, verses 30. That's our foundational text for the whole series. And then Genesis chapter 1. Uh, No, I'll take that back. I'll take 2 Corinthians 5. That was Mark chapter 12, verse 30. And then I want us to turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to look in verse 16 and 17. Uh, In Mark chapter 12, verse 30, it's our foundational text. And it says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. This is the first, what class? Commandment. So loving God is a commandment. Here's the second one. He says the second is like unto this, namely this, to love our neighbor as who? 
as ourselves. And then he goes on to say, there is none other commandment greater than these. And we have discovered through our studying that if it is a commandment to love our neighbor, then it must be a commandment to love ourselves because we can only love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Amen. And so one of the things I just want to point out, and then we're going to jump into our lesson, is when he said, love thy neighbor as thyself, the word as means after. So God wants us to love our neighbor after we love ourselves. And what happens to many people is we love people before we love us. Anytime you love people before you love you, it will always be a debit in your account because what you're doing is adding and tabbing up everything you have done so that eventually you're hoping to get something in return. That's not real love. Real love is unconditional. Real love has no strings attached to it. Amen. So here's, I have three points this morning that I want to go over with you. Here's the first point. The real me is the invisible me. The real me is the invisible me. And I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Many of us are not loving the right part of us. Remember, we are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. And many of us, we think the real us is the body part of us, when really the body part of us is just the shell housing the real us. Watch this now. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Five, look in verse 16. He says, Whenceforth, henceforth now, we know, we know no man after the flesh. Yes, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. And then it goes on to say, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? A new creature or a new creation. Old things are passed away. Read this part with me. Behold, all things are become new. Now, I want to read that out of the message translation here. It says, because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. Now, I'm going to change that by making it personal. Because of this decision, I don't evaluate myself by what I have or how I look. We looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. Now we look inside. Everybody say inside. Now we look inside and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new, the old life is gone, and a new life begins. Now, new means not used. Now, I know all of us, we may buy a new car and it's a used car, but it's new to us. That's not what I'm talking about. When Jesus came on the scene, the Bible says he asked his disciples, listen, there's, go to this city and you're going to find a donkey and he's tied up. Nobody has sat on this donkey. Bring it to me. Basically, Jesus went into the dealership and got a new car. Nobody else had driven it. Nobody else had ridden on it. And that's the kind of person you and I are in Christ. For some reason, because we have our old mind, we still think we're the old us. 
But see, the, here's, the, here's the reality of it. The reality is we got a new spirit, but we still have an old mind. But see, that's no different than having an old garage and parking a new car. In other words, the garage don't make the car old just because the garage is old. And many of us, we don't see that we are brand new people. And here's my point again. The real me is the invisible me. Now notice he says here that when we're in Christ, we are a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. Now watch this. In order to love the new me, we must know who the real me is. Now go to Genesis chapter 1. I I gave you that one earlier. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Because here's the thing. Freedom to be who you are starts with not what you can do. It starts with who God has made you. In Genesis chapter 1, let me show you something. Because this is going to help a whole lot of us this morning. I pray that how I got this, I can give it. Okay? In Genesis chapter 1, I just want to point out some things. I'm going to jump around here. But I'm going to start, look in verse 26, and then we're going to go back. Look in verse 26. And it says, and God said, let us make man, how? In our image. Now, let's just stop there. God's image is spirit. Okay? Because if his image was flesh, we would all look alike. Okay, so the part of us that is like God is the spirit part of us. Are you with me? Now, let me show you something because God did something very spectacular when he made us. In Genesis chapter 1, if you notice in verse 10, it says, And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters. He called that the seas. And read it with me. And God saw that it was what? Okay, so God made the dry earth, the land, and the seas, and he looked at it and he said, man, that's good. Now look now in verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass and and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. Read it with me. And God saw that it was good. Everybody say, that's number two. Drop down to verse 18. And to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. Read it with me. And God saw that it was... Everybody say, that's number three. Now notice what he's saying is good is stuff that he has made on the earth. Look now in verse 21. And God created the whales and every living creature and that moves upon the waters and brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl and after his kind. Read it with me. And God saw that it was what? Look in verse 25. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle uh, after its kind and everything that creeps on the earth after his kind. Read it with me. And God saw that it was good. Now watch this. Jump down now to verse 31. Let's read it together. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was Now, no, what word was added to what we've just been reading? Everybody say very. Now, why was the word very added? Because he added something to the creation that wasn't there. Well, let's look and see what it was. Look now in verse 27. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So after God created man in his image, he didn't say it was good. He said it was very good. So when you can see the invisible you, you will see that it's very good. Somebody say amen to that. So the real me is the spirit part of me. Now go to Colossians chapter 3. Go to Colossians chapter 3. That's in the New Testament. Colossians chapter 3. The real me is the spirit part of me. And let me just say this. If you go and look in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says that everything that God has made, he made it beautiful in his time. So, how many in here, this, now, don't take this wrong, okay? Just take it like I'm saying it. How many in here thinks that God thinks people are ugly? Raise your hand. Anybody? How many of you think people are ugly? Raise your hand. Y'all know y'all think some people are ugly. Come on, Shabba ranks, I mean, oh. Man, man, I'm going to ask the question again. How many of you in here thinks that God sees people physically as ugly? Raise your hand. Nobody raised their hand because if God made you the way you look, it's because it was good to him. So if it's okay with God, why is it not okay with you? See, right there, that'll stop you from wishing for other people's noses. Well, I wish I had their nose. I wish I had her lips. I mean... I'm trying to help you on the physical side because I'm going to show you on the spiritual. But on the physical side, if God doesn't see anybody as ugly, and he doesn't, because he just said everything he did was very good, then I should not have a problem with how I look. Because if he wanted me to look different than what I am, he would have made me that way. And if he didn't think, listen to this, if he didn't think I could live with how I look, he wouldn't have made me look this way. So the way you look is the way he wanted you to look. And because of that, look, you need to look in the mirror and say, I like you, I love you, and you look good. Right. Amen. Some of y'all, some of y'all trying to say amen, it's can't, it ain't coming out. It's like, uh, amen. Colossians chapter 3, are you there? It says, verse 10, and have put on the what? New man, and this is, this, this, remember now, 2 Corinthians 5 says, any person who's in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Now, we have that new person inside of us when we get born again. He's inside. But see, the problem is, we don't know the value of that person on, on the inside. So now he's about to explain. Once this spirit part of you is alive, the part of you that's like me, once you know that, this is how now you sharpen that person. He says, and put on the new man, 
which is renewed, what? Come on, class. He's renewed how? And that's why you have to consistently read God's word because, listen, your mind and your heart needs to be renewed to who you are. The new you can only grow with the right knowledge of you. In fact, uh, let me look at verse 10. Let me put my glasses on here. Notice it says here, and have put on the new man, which is renewed, how? The word knowledge there doesn't mean just information. It means precise and correct knowledge. Because many of us, we've learned knowledge about ourselves that wasn't correct. And here's the thing about your heart. Your heart believes most, most of the time whatever comes in first. So when you were little, whatever they called you first is what you're going to believe. And if it was not precise, if it wasn't accurate, if it wasn't biblical knowledge, then what they were saying about you is not true. So for me to operate in the new me, I have to put in some information that is accurate and precise about how God sees me. Are you all with me this morning? All right. So, in other words, the real me, the invisible me, invisible me, the spirit part of me can only surface or be made known when I have the right information about me. And I can only love me with the right information about me. So how do I get to know the real me? How do I get to know the invisible me? I'm glad you asked. Here's point number two. I must grow in order for me to know. That's point number two. I must grow in order for me to know. Go, we're in 2 Corinthians. Go to chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians 3, we're going to look in verse 17. We must grow in order to know. In other words, the purpose of dating someone is to get to know them, right? Well, see, some of us, we can't love who we are because we don't know us. God knows us. He loves us, but we don't know us. And if you don't know you, you can't love you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Now the Spirit, now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what, class? Freedom. Now, this is a whole message in itself, but if you got born again of God's Spirit, you are free. Amen. You are free. It says, but we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, we are changed. Everybody say changed. That word changed means transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of what? Of the Lord. Write down Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. This is what it says. But grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In other words, in order for us to learn to love this new me, we got to have some knowledge about who this new me is. I know that's not good English. But when you know who the real you is, it ain't going to bother you if somebody calls you out of your name. I'm not even going to turn around. I mean... 
How many of us walking in the grocery store and your name is Eddie and somebody's screaming Tony? Are you going to turn around and look? If so, you need some medication. No, you're not going to turn around because they are not calling you. Okay, so when people, circumstances, or things happen to us that don't line up with who God says we are, we shouldn't even turn around and look. See, that'll keep you right there from dating the wrong person. You know why? Because they don't look like the word says they ought to look. Amen. Now, when you and I know what God knows, watch this now, we will see what God sees. And when we see the way God sees, we can love the way he loves. I'm going to say that again. When you and I know what God knows, and then we see what God sees, then we can love how he loves. Now, how many know God loves everybody unconditionally? Okay, so once you know what God knows about you, and then you begin to see what God sees about you, then you can love you unconditionally. You know, what? that'll keep you from moping over a bad decision you made. Because some of y'all in the room right now, you're still sulking over a bad decision. It's done. It's over with. The repercussions have been done. So just move on with your life. Amen. In Genesis chapter, I want to go there. Let me just give you a point. Everything was good that God made. And if it was good when he made it, it's still good now. So in order for you and I, in order for me to love me, I must see me the way God sees me. Now go to Romans chapter 8 quickly and we're going to, I'm going to close this up by showing you some thoughts about how God sees you. Man, let me tell you something. Nobody should have more weight in your life about what they think about you than God. If you are the apple of his eye, The Bible says he has engraved us in the palm of his hand. The word engraved can be looked at as tattoo. I know y'all don't want to hear that and I don't have any, but I'm just saying. Basically, God has tattooed us in his palm of his hand. He's permanent. He's always looking at us. God sees us that way. Now watch this, Romans chapter 8 verse 3. It says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh... God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Watch this. For And for sin, condemn sin in the flesh. When Jesus came, God, watch this now. It says it's through the weakness of the flesh. He sent Jesus Christ. So Jesus paid the penalty for what flesh represented. Therefore, my flesh actions are not counted against me because Jesus paid the penalty for it. Oh, y'all didn't get that right there. Because, see, some of y'all still think that if you did something wrong and you died before you, re- you confessed that one sin, some of y'all think y'all would go to hell. Oh, man. Listen, there's no way on God's green earth you're going to work for your salvation and get in there. 
no. You think God is going to let his son get crucified, die, and live, and watch this, and you have to work and work your way to heaven, and so when you get up there, you can say, well, I did this, and I, oh, no. Not by work shall any man boast. The only way you're going to get in is believing in what the son did. So let me just say this. The sin that you may have done or not done, it's not going to keep you out of heaven. You say, well, pastor, well, then what's the purpose of, 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 you know, confessing my sin? That's so that you can keep a static free relationship with God. Okay. See, y'all heard me this morning because I'm, I'm trying to finish my lesson here. Okay. How many have listened to the radio? Have you listened to the radio? You ever been on a station and you hear two stations at the same time? You know why? Because there is some interference. And most of the time, you, you may not be on the right channel. Where you're supposed to be listening to 94.9, you might be on 94.7. And you still might hear some of 94.9. You hear some of it, but you don't hear all of it. What you have to do is get off of 94.7 and roll over to 94.9. Well, when you confess your sins, it helps you hear God better. It's not a heaven or hell issue. It's a me being connected to hear God for me. Because your sins were paid for 2,000 years ago. I'm not confessing my sin to go to heaven. I'm confessing my sin so I can hear God. Are you all with me? Some of you all really think that if you died right now, you know, I asked somebody a question. I said, if you committed a sin and then you, you got, you, you know, you got hit by a car and died and you didn't get a chance to say, Lord, forgive me for that. I said, where would you go? They said, hell. I say, so you mean to tell me you've been saved 20 years, got born again, so you say, and that one silly sin it's going to keep you from getting in? Oh, no. Only, everybody say only. Only the finished work of Jesus Christ gets you into heaven. And see, now some of y'all are thinking, well, I can go back to drinking. And then some of y'all think, well, I drink anyway, so I can keep drinking. <laughs> when you know the real you, and you see the real you like God sees the real you, you will see yourself, below, you know, that's below you. See, there are certain things I do because I'm not even going to give the devil the pleasure that he thinks I'm on that level. I ain't going to cuss you out because I ain't even on that level. I'm sitting on the right hand of God, far above principalities and powers. I am not coming down to the flesh to deal with you. Let me get back to my notes. You must grow in order to know. Amen. Uh, I love what Paul said. 
Paul said in Philippians 3.3, For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and truth and rejoice in Christ and have no confidence in the flesh. See, the flesh part of you ain't you. It's too inconsistent to be you. And I love if you are a leader or if you have a business or you're a business owner or if you're a mentor to someone, Paul knew the secret to successful mentorship and coaching because here's why. He looked at the Christ in the person, not the crisis in the person. If you want to successfully mentor somebody, don't look for the crisis in the person. Look for the Christ in the person. And see, that's why Paul said, you can write this down, Galatians chapter 5, verse 10. Paul said, I have confidence, watch this, in you through the Lord. He said, the reason I can have confidence in you, because I'm believing in the Christ in you. And that's why we are able to do all things through Christ who strengthens us, because he's in us. So, here's the last point quickly. When we see right, we can love right. When we see right, we can love right. Go to John chapter 1, and we're closing here. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. When we see right, we can love right. See, if you're looking to love yourself based on your physical appearance, you're going to love yourself inconsistently because some days you're going to have bad hair days. Unless you're bald. But you can have bad bald days too. You say, well, how can you have a bad ball day when that gray starts coming up and you need to shave it? That's a bad ball day. <laughs> John chapter 1. Here's the question. How does God see me? How does God see, see me? Is he looking at my flesh or is he looking at the Christ in me? See, the reason Moses had a problem with his speech it's because he was looking at his ability while God was looking at his assignment. The reason Gideon seemed like a wimp in his eyes is because he didn't see the warrior that was in God's eyes. Joshua didn't think he could lead people because he was looking through the eyes of a follower when God was looking at him through the eyes of a leader. In other words, I'm asking you, what do you see? We are the apple of God's eye and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We are the head and not the tail. We are never below. We're always above. God always causes us to win. That's what he thinks about you. So that's what you ought to think about you. So look in John 1, very quickly, look in verse 19 and we'll close on this. John 1, 19. I love this story. This is kind of like one of my life lesson stories. Uh, I'm sorry, look in verse 29. It says... And, uh, no, I want verse 19. It says, in the rec and this is the record of John. The, Je the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem, and they came to ask him. Who did they ask? They were asking John. What did they ask him? Read it with me. Look at your neighbor and say, who are you? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed. He said, I am what? Not the Christ. Because when you know who you are, you know who you're not. Watch verse 20 or verse 21. And they said to him, what then? Are you Elias? 
And he says, I'm not. He said, oh, you that prophet? He said, I'm not. Well, why are you driving that kind of car if God bless you? Well, the car don't change God, but God can change the car. I'm not going to change what I believe just because I'm in transition. See, some of you all are trying to just justify to people why you are where you are. Well, you are where you are because you are where you are. When you have people challenging you like that, just say, see me next year. Because most of the time they can't see what you see anyway. Watch what it says here. Verse 22. Then they said to him, who are you? See, that's what your bills say when your paycheck comes. Who are you? Are you Exxon? Are you Shell? Are you General Motors? No, no, no. He, they want to know, who are you that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What do you say about yourself? And notice what he says. He said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Watch this. As said the prophet Isaiah, or I'm going to say, as says the word of God. So guess who you are? You are who the word of God says you are. And when you see that, and when you know that, you will act like that. And when you do, nothing shall any means bother you. You can love you with good hair. You can love you with bad hair. You can love you with glasses. You can love yourself with contacts. You can love yourself with heels. You can love yourself with bunions. You can love yourself with calluses. You can love yourself... Uh, listen. Because we all got something. Not something. Something. That's a problem. But I'm not judging myself after the flesh. I'm looking at the real me. And the real me is who God says I am. Did y'all get something out of the lesson this morning? Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning.